You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. Welcome back to another episode of Time to Revive. My name is Mark Bird. Again, I'm going to be your host. And as I say, probably every single week, we're back with another exciting episode. And the reason that I repeat it so much and say how exciting it's going to be is because we don't know from week to week exactly what the Lord's going to say. You've heard me say maybe that we don't prepare. We don't have this long discussion ahead of time. We don't pick out scriptures. We don't do anything except yield our members to the Holy Spirit. And because this is what God wants us to do, he wants us to give him all of our hearts, every single bit of it. And so with me on the program, joining me remotely off the road is uh, Dr. Joshua Steinke from Wapakoneta, Ohio. Dr. Joshua, thanks for jumping on, man. Yes, sir, man. It's so good to be back with you, Mark, my brother. And I'm so excited to be here with you, man. Yeah, super honored. And uh, just kind of for the record, Joshua and I have been doing some fun things in ministry over the last, gosh, I don't know, several years, actually, Joshua. And we've been crossing paths and bumping each other. We're, we're out and doing work in the, the Father's Vineyard in different spots. But more recently, we've been able to cross paths and be in the same part of the vineyard a few times. And it's been a really, really fun, exciting piece for me. And, you know, one of the things we've been talking about a little bit, Joshua, and as we've been delving into this lifestyle of evangelism and discipleship, it's not that we have to necessarily let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. Because, you know, it's so funny when Jesus was talking to the sheep and the goats, He was saying to them, you know, I was in prison, you know, I was naked, I was hungry, all these things. And you know, the sheep and the goats, Joshua, they gave Jesus the same answer. Word-wise, their words were exactly the same. Well, Lord, when did we see you naked? When did we see you hungry? When did we see you in prison? But you know, what's interesting, (laughs) it was the motive because the sheep, the righteous, gave that answer because they weren't doing it to say, hey, look at us, we're doing discipleship. Hey, look at us, we're doing evangelism. No, it was an overflow out of the relationship with the shepherd, with Jesus, man. And Joshua, one of the reasons I felt really led to have you on the program today, bro, is to be able to share your heart about this kind of thing, like living this out because we want to do this in a practical way. The whole reason that we do this podcast is so other believers, other brothers and sisters out and about might have a new way or a new tip, just a little tip or suggestion. Here's how we do, you know, and not because, hey, look at us, we're doing this, but because we're all called to be about our father's business. And it might look differently from different people, but Joshua, I'd love for you to kind of just open up your heart and share kind of what's behind the how and the why you do what you do, bro. Man, that is, uh, that's so good. I'm just listening to you talk here in the beginning, Mark, and it's such, such good stuff that I need reminded of every day. But, you know, you, you said a few things here that are so important. It's out of the relationship that we have with our father. You know, I remember a time that it was like you had to try to be a 
a good Christian or try to be a disciple or try to tell other people about Jesus. Like it was something that you like set time aside to do like, okay, today at from nine to 12, we're going to do this particular thing where we're telling people about Jesus and, you know, spreading the gospel and fulfilling the commission. It was a thing that we like set aside in our schedule, like an event that we did, if you would, but really how it's supposed to be is an ongoing overflow of the relationship that we have with our father, the one who has redeemed us and saved us and provides for us. And, and the one who allows us to lie down in green pastures and sprawl out and just enjoy his presence. It is out of the overflow of that presence that we are actually supposed to fulfill the great commission that we are supposed to be disciples. It's not something that we should have to strive to do, muster up if you would, or, or uh, even really plan to do, not that we can't plan events and such and, and outreaches, but it shouldn't be an, on an ongoing basis. It's just, I've spent so much time with my father and I'm so in love with him and I'm so thankful for what he's done for me. And I realize the depth and the breadth of what he gave up so that I might have life that I want. I just, I can't help but let it come out of me. It's just like I get squeezed and it's all that comes out, you know, and, or, or it doesn't matter yeah. where I go, like every, my fingerprints and the dustings of where I walk just reveal him to everybody and everything that we go to. And that maybe sounds a little out there. I just remember a time when it, I used to have to try to do that or think about doing that. But the difference between that and people who have really spent are in an ongoing deep relationship with their father. And I'm not saying that I all day long, I'm just walking around in quietness and prayer in the, in the presence of God. Like I have a job, a full-time job. We have kids, we have, it's chaotic in our life, but it's just, we have such an understanding and the thankfulness and constant gratitude of mind that our father is the reason that we get to do all of this. And Jesus is the reason that I even get to have all that craziness in my life that I no longer, in fact, it's the opposite. Now I can't not do it. Like if somebody would say, Today, you're not allowed to act, talk like, or, you know, speak of God or Jesus. I probably would fail. I couldn't do it. Not because I couldn't try not to do it. It's because that's just like, it's like what comes out. Or like you said, it's it's a part of my fingerprint now. And so when I think about, like you said, you know, where does our heart come from? And where does the background come from that? It just comes from that overwhelming gratitude. I think about what the Lord, what my life was like before. And where I could be now, because I see people uh, that were walking the same, you know, people that I hung out with in their lives that if they're even still alive, you know, the life, the lives that they're living now. And I see the brokenness and the hurt and the hopelessness is really what it is. And I think, God, why, where would I be without your mercy and your grace and your goodness and your provision in my life? I would be, I can see it. I can see where I'd be. And a lot of the world is just like that. I love that, Joshua. And quite honestly, just to kind of bring the listeners up to speed, literally, Joshua, you've been leading kind of a a worship movement, I'm going to call it, called Worship Anyway. And, And what I love, Joshua, is yes, we are called to worship God. You know, David said seven times a day will I praise him, right? And that's, you know, it's kind of like pray without ceasing. It's kind of that kind of thing. And you're saying, well, you know what? I don't even think I couldn't do that if I if someone was holding a gun to my head and like, don't talk about Jesus for the next 24 hours. It yeah. would be really hard. But the reason I bring this up, Joshua, because I think worth sharing, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on today was the Lord has been speaking to you about worship, of course, 
and what he's doing through community gatherings and so forth. But it's more than that. As you have spent time with the Father, worshiping him anyway, as you declare, but the Lord has been showing you some more things. And I'm reminded that as we go deeper with the Lord, he keeps taking us even deeper yet, Joshua. It is most certainly exactly what what I've, we've been experiencing. So, you know, worship and music and song is something that the Lord has. It's something I, I realized those gifts that I always had and things that I always had passion for. And then when I got saved and, and filled with the Holy Ghost and, and really set on fire for the Lord, and now we walk in this lifestyle, while we don't do worship full-time as an occupation or, or music as an occupation or anything like that, you know, I'm a chiropractor by trade and I raise that family and we have a homestead. But worship is the overflow of our heart of those things. And because I had a passion for music and things, that was just the gifts and talents that, that God had given me prior to. And now I'm just walking them out in his kingdom. And so that, that's where the worship part comes from. But that worship is, once again, just an overflow of the relationship. And I think the difference between we get people all the time that say, man, I, I got to, you know, I, I hear Christian music and Christian bands. But when we come to an event where worship anyway is, you know, putting on or, or, or we're getting to the opportunity to do worship with the crowd, they say, there is something different. Well, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of the Lord, first and foremost. But it's it's the overflow of really the relationship that each of us have with the Father, you know, and and how we're just living that out. It's, the, it's, it's what exudes from us, if you would. But this is the thing. The Lord has put on our heart that there's a quickening that's happening. There's a shortening of time. We know this, that, that Jesus is coming back again, right? Like that we, we believe that the scriptures are true when it says that, that uh, he is, he's returning again for his bride and, you know, that, that there's an end time coming, what the day or the hour is, we don't know. But the Lord has really put on our heart that he is asking us to believe him for uh, souls to be won. And that's a no brainer if you're in ministry, but a large amount of souls and the number is not necessarily important to the listeners today, but that he's, he's asking us to believe him. If we would just walk out what he's called us to do, that there's going to be this great harvest. And so it's about souls and about people. And this is one thing that's very interesting, Mark, that I haven't talked to you about that since the Lord's put that on our heart, we have talked to and had conversations with people that I never thought I'd, you know, it's like one of those, like, oh, they'll, they'll never, you know, we should never say never, you know, I was one of those people too. But for example, we just had a benefit and I was talking to different business owners about supporting the benefit, you know, monetarily and donating and blah, blah, blah. And the amazing thing is many, many, many of them said yes. And then when I would ask them, do you know what we do with worship anyway? Do you know what that is? And they would say, no, I have no idea. You know, wow. they were buying into or investing into this kingdom thing, this thing that's affecting so many lives and the work that the Lord's asking us to do, yet they didn't know. So I think that's a God thing to begin with. But then when I would say, listen, you should come and see, uh, many of them, a few of them would say, and these are the exact words, man, what you're doing is great, but it's not my thing. Okay. And I think that's important. The Lord showed me that there's been two different demographics, Mark, that uh, people that have said, that's not my thing. That's not our thing. And this is the interesting thing. It's non-believers, people who don't have a relationship with Jesus yet. And right. we need to reach those people because at the end of the age, understand what scripture says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That means it will soon become everybody's thing. So whether they it's their thing yet or not, as far as the gospel, as far as the good news of Jesus Christ, it will be everybody's thing. Now, if let's not hope, let's hope it's not too late for it to be their thing. 
right? Amen. So, so our job is, you know, the great commission here, but the, the thing is this, when they say that's not my thing, my answer is yet. <laughs> Amen. Yet. That's right. But also typically they're saying that's not my thing because they have no idea what the thing is, right? They, they actually have no idea what that is. They just think, oh, that's church and I don't do church or that's a, a God thing and I'm not a believer or, or, you know, whatever it may be. So the non-believers are a group that say that's not my thing. But the important thing for us as believers to realize is it's going to be everybody's thing someday on this side or the other side of eternity. You know, so like how we affect them now, now our job is to now, you know, obviously show them the love of Christ so that they are drawn to the father. And so I, I see doors opening that way, but the other group of people, Mark, that are saying that's not my thing are actually in the church. And so mm-hmm. it's a different type. And, and I used to get offended by it. You know, God's called us to do this thing, worship, and God's called us to, to reach the, well, how come not all the church people like it? And like, if it's God's thing, how come all the church people like, and this is what I realized where, for example, we're getting caught, we're asked to come to a, a local county fair to play in the gospel tent this year. And that's a big thing because we are not like a Southern gospel band. Right. Right. And we are not, we're not just strictly Southern gospel music. Now we sing gospel music and we sing hymns and we, the genre of music does not necessarily affect us. We worship the Lord anyway. Right. Uh, that that's the, that's the heart. We do sing hymns. We do. We'll sing acapella. We'll sing, we'll sing a rock and roll song. That's big and loud and has 17 instruments. You know what I'm saying? And, and a beat that's faster than whatever some you know people may like. Right. But the reality is we worship. It's the heart of worship is what we're after. We're after the heart of the Lord and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so we worship in spirit and truth. So the thing is, we have we have had a lot of pushback, not a lot, but we've had some loud voices push back uh, saying that we're not a gospel. You know, we're not a gospel group. Or, or that's not the stop. That's not their thing. That's not our thing. You know, this is a gospel tent. It's not our thing. And, you know, we can get frustrated with that and, and such. But the reality is we get so caught up in saying that's not my thing because of the mode or the modality of, of which we make are making disciples or that we are taking the gospel. And that is a that is, a, in my opinion, that is a wedge of Satan trying to get us so distracted. And we know this within, you know, because we, we have so many people from different church backgrounds and denominations and stuff that are part of worship anyway. And the same with Revival High and you name it, that we can get so caught up in the way that we do things that we forget the why of why we do, you know, the why of, of doing those things. And so it's the heart of why we do it. Right. God has called us to win souls and in a large amount of souls. He's asking us to believe that if we could just continue to walk out what he has called us to do, the mode and how we look and what we wear and, and where we go, when it's church, we play or don't play or whatever. That stuff is all just fluff. It's the heart of why we do what we do. And the fruit that comes of it is not because of the modality. The fruit that comes of it is because we are connected to the vine, right? We are the branches that are disconnected to the vine and the fruit that's produced is kingdom fruit, period. And so uh, that's where my my headspace has been since the Lord has said, believe me for these souls. If you continue to just trust me, I will provide. And it's all those things, right? Manna from heaven and water from the rock. And uh, you don't have to you don't have to worry about those things. And souls, because not because of who I am, but because he, who he is and we are connected to him. And so uh, that that gets us. It gets a lot of people ruffled up. It's not my thing because I'm not a believer or it's not my thing because. I like to do things this way and you do things that way, or I'm associated with this group of people or denomination or, or whatever it may be. And you're not, 
And honestly, we're becoming, we're coming into a time where that stuff has to stop mattering so much as souls do. Amen, Joshua. I want to stop for just a second to put a pin on it because you know me, bro, and my heart for and love for the scriptures. And you said something, I want to finish the quote because you hit the nail on the head, bro. And when you were talking about the vine and the branches, like, okay, yeah, we're branches, bro. And does every branch on every tree look exactly alike, even though they're all connected to the same tree trunk, right? They don't. But here's what I want to quote out of John 15, 5. I'm the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Because that's, I kind of just wanted to put that ending on it, Joshua, because, bro, this is what you're talking about. You're talking about, like, we got to be connected to the vine. And even though we may look different, we, we may respond differently to different things. But the bottom line is that without Jesus, bro, we're nothing. And that's what brings us together. Dr. J, it brings us together. It allows us to worship together. Like you're talking about, we have all different kinds of genre. But if you've never been there, if you've never worshiped with us, then it's easy for you to say, well, that's not my thing, right? So I could say, you know what? The game of cricket, it really isn't my thing. Why? Probably mainly because I don't live in England. But have I ever played cricket? No. But I would probably tell you, Josh, if you say, hey, let's go play cricket, I'd probably say something to you very similarly in that, well, that's not my thing, man. Well, it's not my thing because I never went and checked it out, right? And truth is, I love baseball, so there's a chance I might love it. And it's yeah. just opening up our ourselves, uh, opening up our minds and hearts to what the Holy Spirit might want to be showing us because he wants to show us more. Josh, and the other scripture that popped into my mind was out of John chapter four, and you alluded to this as well. Jesus said, those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. But the very next line is what intrigues me always. And it says, the father is seeking such to worship him. Now, it doesn't say in there, Jesus didn't say, I'm looking for you to worship me with gospel and truth or bluegrass and truth or rock and or jazz or like he no he doesn't clarify that but what he is saying i'm just looking for people now i'm going to paraphrase this josh with our world i'm just looking for you to worship anyway right yeah come to me man and i'm actually seeking such to do so now that that is such an amazing thing to think about that the Lord is looking, seeking, like where he is looking for those who are willing and able not to sing on key or to play an instrument, just to worship it. Because it's not just about music, man. But going back to that vine and the branches thing and not being able to do anything without Jesus, if we're going to talk about discipleship and the Great Commission, if we're going to talk about anything as far as making an impact in people's lives, that is something to be honest with you. This is, this is a gut check thing for ministry leaders and for pastors and even for people like myself, you know, that's in doing the hands and feet of Jesus work that if we ever get to the point, even for a second, that we are doing something on our own and without Jesus fully relying on him and trusting in him, we are actually doing nothing. It doesn't matter the numbers. It is all for naught. And that's a harsh thing sometimes because we can do a lot of cool things. Mark, you're a talented man and you're a man of many colors. You know, you, you can do a lot of 
of awesome things, awesome in the a man's eyes. And I, and I've, I've got my hands on a lot of things too. And, and I raised six kids, you know, all these, you can say whatever it is, X marks it, whatever you want to put on that. But outside of Jesus being my full reliance and my full connection, it's all burns up in the fire, man. Folks, my prayer, my desire for this entire podcast, but especially again in this episode today, what I want you to take out of this is Dr. J said this. He goes, okay, so for you pastors out there, well, you know what? But then he included himself as well. Dr. J, you know, you're not a pastor as a vocation, but yet you're worshiping him anyway. You don't have to have a worship ministry. Like you don't have to do it. But what God's asking us to do is with whatever talent and gift that he's given to us, he wants us to use it. And I started saying this at the beginning of the episode, and I'm going to say it again. He just wants us to be about our father's business because Joshua, I don't care if your business is chiropractic, factory work, housewife. I don't care what that business is. Just make the Lord a part of it. And you know what happens, Joshua? And I'm going to ask you this, bro. I'm going to ask you to think about a particular testimony that you think is worthy of sharing that we've heard out of the people that have been coming. Joshua, like a testimony that stands out. But as you're thinking about that, I'm going to tee it up with this. All that God wants us to do is to tell of our relationship with him. And it says this, Jesus, if he be lifted up, he will draw men unto himself. And bro, this is exactly what we're doing. We're lifting up Jesus. And I don't care if you want to lift him up with gospel music or, or any different style. And it doesn't even have to be with music. But if you just lift him up with your life, the Holy Spirit will draw people to you and for you to influence and encourage and to share with. Dr. J, you got a particular testimony that comes to your mind. I do. It's an ongoing testimony too, man. We had oh, a little over a year ago, a girl who had, she was actually a patient of ours coming into the office and she would hear the worship music and such all the time. And, you know, the world got pretty dim for a lot of people, still is for a lot of people during the COVID time you know, people losing jobs and what, all the what ifs and what's going to happen. So anyway, she came in one day and she was just distraught and worried about all this stuff. And I said, sounds like you need hope. And, and we told her about Jesus and how she could accept Jesus. And she did right there and uh, got saved in the office. And it wasn't long that uh, she started coming to church and got filled with the Holy Spirit and just was on fire for the Lord. And we recorded a testimony video about how worship anyway uh, was, a, how, how did it affect her life? And she told her story about getting saved. And we asked her this question, Mark, at the end, what do you want to see God do next in your life? And she said, save my husband. And uh, I remember crying. Cause it's like, man, the faith of this new Christian and, and the heart. And, and then here's the deal. A few months later, uh, you know, the time frame, three, three to six months later, whatever, her husband comes to a worship event. And uh, next thing we know, he's getting saved. And now he's playing in our band. Uh, he's a drummer, right? And drumming for the Lord now. And uh, then he got baptized that, you know, our last worship night. Oh, amen. Uh, and, and I thought that was cool. The stories that, well, we recorded a video with him recently. We haven't even released it yet about his walk and, and what he saw with his wife when she got saved prior to him. And, and it wasn't his thing is what he told us. It wasn't my wow. thing. And, and I, I was supporting my wife, but it wasn't my thing. And soon it became his thing. And now he's on fire for the Lord. But watch this. We just had a, a banquet this last weekend and he brought a friend. And uh, when we recorded that video with him, it'll be out soon. 
we said, we said, we asked him the same thing. We asked his wife. We said, what do you, what do you want to see God do next in your life? He said, I have a good friend. He's got a lot of issues, but he's not serving. The Lord. And I would, I would love to see the Lord save my friend. And he said, save my dad too. And here's the deal. He brought his friend on Sunday. And I just found this out talking at the end of the day, his friend got saved on Sunday. Wow. <laughs> so it's this, it's just like this full circle thing, watching God save one, uh, a wife and then her husband after she says, verbally says, I wanted to see my husband saved. And then her husband's friend being saved, childhood friend being saved. And it's this ongoing thing. So listen, it may not be their thing. It wasn't their thing at the time, but it soon became their thing. Praise God. Now it became their thing because now they can allow now they are living testimonies and speaking and spreading the gospel to others so it can become their thing as well so they can live a life that is free now and so man that that i can't see where that continues to go just this full circle testimony that the lord is doing because we are connected to the vine man it's so good dr j and you know it's amazing and you know this is a bit sarcastic and rhetorical but uh, that guy you're talking about, he's not a pastor, is he, Joshua? So, you know what <laughs> no, I mean? So no, listen, yeah. man, you, you don't really have to be a pastor. You don't even have to be a minister, right? You, you just have to be available. And and you know what happened, Joshua? You ask him what was the desire of his heart. And God, he wants to give us the desires of our hearts yeah. because the desire of his heart was for his friend. And all of us listening today, we have loved ones, we have family members, we have friends, we have acquaintances that our heart's desire is to see them come to know the Lord. But uh, you got to step out in faith, man. And that's what that's what our buddy did. And he invited his friend. And listen, this is all that happened. Invite your friend, not necessarily does it have to be to a worship anyway event, but right. invite him to Jesus, man. This is an important distinction. I want people to know it has nothing to do with worship anyway. That's just a conduit that the Lord's using us through, right? And and so I don't want to put a title on it. Well, because of worship anyway, these people. This is what happened to these people. It all that means is we were just willing and, and available. We talk about this all the time. We were just saying we just said yes, Lord, and and we happen to call it ex, whatever that is worship anyway for us. But the reality is for for everybody listening. It just is your simple yes, whatever Lord calls you to do, and he will fulfill his purposes in those, like saving a woman and her husband and his best friend, and I'm believing for his father next. And then and, and it doesn't stop. Amen. And that, as they say, is a wrap. But I want to leave the listeners today, Dr. J, as we begin to just round third and head to home today, I want to leave the people with this encouraging word. God not only wants us to know him, to come to the saving knowledge of him and accept his amazing grace, but honestly, Dr. J, it's not just that, that we get a get out of hell free card. Like that's when the journey begins. That's when the life uh, assignments begin. So if you listening have just been, okay, hey, I'm saved. I get it. But this is when uh, this life is a journey, this lifestyle of evangelism and discipleship. So you wouldn't necessarily list worship anyway, Josh, under discipleship and evangelism, but yet it's all for the king. And I think that's the point that we're trying to make. So, Jay, do you have any closing arguments before we part ways here? Worship anyway, man. That's it. 
Amen. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Next week, we'll have another very special guest, and we'll continue to unpack this. And you've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Rise FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at risefmohio.com. The Rise FM Podcast Network.